0: Welcome to the Raised with Jesus podcast, 10 minutes every day where the life of Jesus meets yours. You've got your daily Bible reading today from 1 Timothy chapter 4. 1 Timothy chapter 4 The Spirit clearly says that in later times, some will fall away from the faith because they devote themselves to deceitful spirits and the doctrines of demons in connection with the hypocrisy of liars whose own consciences have been seared. They forbid people to marry and order them to abstain from foods that God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. In fact, everything created by God is good, and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving, because it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. If you point these things out to the brothers, you will be a good servant of Christ Jesus, nourished by the words of the faith and the good doctrine, which you have followed faithfully. Pay no attention to worldly and absurd myths, but train yourselves for godliness. For bodily training is beneficial to an extent, but godliness is beneficial in all things, because it holds promise both for life now and for the life to come. This saying is trustworthy and worthy of all acceptance. Indeed, it is for this reason that we work hard and are insulted, because we have put our hope in the living God who is the Savior of all people, especially of those who believe. Insist on these things and continue teaching them. Let no one look down on your youth. Instead, be an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. Until I come, devote yourself to the reading of Scripture, to encouraging, and to teaching. Do not neglect the gift that is in you, which was given to you by by prophecy when the elders laid their hands on you. Practice these things. Constantly be involved in them, so that everyone may see your progress." Pay close attention to yourself and to the doctrine. Persevere in them, because by doing so, you will save both yourself and those who listen to you. This is the word of our God. Chapter 4, for us, begins the second portion of the letter, whereas the first portion, um, Paul had highlighted some of the major errors of Gnosticism, without using that term, and he had highlighted how do you approach this with divine training. Divine training that is in faith, that is in how we worship, and that is also seen in the character of the overseer and the deacons, in the organization of the church, in the organizing of the church. And now he goes on and expands that, that viewpoint point just a little bit to see that the Gnostic heresy corrupts the life of the church. And remember when we're talking about Gnosticism, we're talking about this false division between what is physical and what is spiritual. This false division between body and spirit or matter in the world around us and spirit. And with the, the bottom line belief of Gnosticism, and these ideas are still evident and to an extent today, the bottom line belief of Gnosticism is that whatever you feel in your heart is not bad. Just follow your heart exactly as the Muzak on the elevator had said. Just follow your heart, follow your desires, and that is going to be truth. That is going to be worthwhile. That is going to be wholesome. That is what you will and ought to pursue. And that idea naturally leads to Sin. That idea naturally leads to degrading of the human body and downplaying it and saying, whatever you do in the body doesn't matter whether you indulge in excess or, de- or deprivation, whether we're talking about food or sexual activity or anything else in the body, whatever you do doesn't matter because it is inherently evil, and inherently wrong, and inherently bad. That is the underpinning of the entire Gnostic heresy, and yes, it is still in existence today, because those are ideas that cut across philosophy, that cut across religion, and that that definitely influence the proper Christian approach to Scripture. That proper Christian approach is laid out for us beginning here again in chapter where Paul talks about specific lifestyle um Errors of Gnosticism, that Gnosticism isn't simply limited to its destruction within the church, within the worship service, within the organizing of the church as God, an orderly God, has established it, but Gnosticism also extends its tendrils and its tentacles out to the Christian life. And so Paul begins by saying, well, in later times, God clearly has said some will fall away from the faith. And why will they fall away from the faith? Because they devote themselves to deceitful spirits and the doctrines of demons. And that contrast is going to be coming out um, a little bit later in this book. And also in 2 in Timothy, devote yourselves to the word of God in prayer. Devote yourself to the public proclamation of the word of God. Take up the work of an evangelist. And the contrast could be more clear. Anyway, um, deceitful spirits and the doctrines of demons in connection with the hypocrisy of liars whose own consciences have been seared. That is to say that they don't recognize, they don't realize, and they don't care that what they are saying is utter blasphemy because it goes exactly against what God has said in his word. And what are some further applications? They forbid people to marry and order them to abstain from foods that God created to be received with thanksgiving. In that verse, verse 3, I mean, you can think of other modern applications, such as the Roman Catholic injunction that priests are not allowed to marry and that the average parishioner is not allowed to eat meat on a Friday during Lent. There is an element of that. And when we talk about... um, when we talk about false teaching, we recognize that it often downplays what God has actually said and rather emphasizes own man made rules in an attempt to say, well, this is how you can make yourself right with God. Because they downplay gospel truth, they redefine God's law, and then they create their own laws. Anyway, talking about Gnosticism, uh, forbidding people to marry. And there, you know, it's probably an element of deprivation that they would say, well, the body is bad. And so anything that takes place physically in this world is bad. That marriage in, in and of itself is a bad thing. And um, order them to abstain from foods that God created. And, and we're not just talking about, um, you know, the, the average vegan or paleo or primal or Whole30 or the Zone or the Atkins South Beach diet. We're not talking about diets here. Although those can certainly, especially if you get really involved in them as the only right way, those can certainly take on the characteristics of, of almost a religious belief of the heart. But Paul is talking about these Gnostics, these who proposed having secret ideas, um, ordering them to abstain from foods that God created to be received with thanksgiving. And there we see another element of every spiritual endeavor that is not grounded and founded in the word of God that it comes up with arbitrary rules and impositions to restrict human behavior in a way that is not in line with the word of God. And so God, the creator, (laughs) the the reminder that the world did not always exist, but that God is the one who created this world. And it is a physical world of matter that God, the creator is the one who created food and that it is to be received with Thanksgiving, recognizing that this food, even though it may have come from your local grocery store or your backyard garden or the backyard, chickens whatever your case may be even though that is the case we recognize that this food was pr- provided for us by our creator god that the eyes of all look to you O lord and you give them their, you <laughs> you give them their food at the proper time and the attitude then toward the food and, and toward the other blessings of life in this world is to re- receive them recognize them receive them with thanksgiving not to abstain from specific um Institutions that God has established and and created for the benefit and for the blessing of people, but rather that we enjoy them and that we take them up with the proper responsibility and um, and understanding of vocation that these These avenues for service have been given to us by our God. That the spouse that God has given to you is one whom God gave to you specifically for you to serve and they to serve you. That as we carry out the activities of life in a physical world, that spirit and physical are not separated, but that they are intertwined with one another. And that the attitude that we have toward our blessings in this world, as we partake in the blessings God has given us, and as we refrain from the sin and the temptation to misuse and abuse those blessings, the attitude is one of thanksgiving. Thank you, Lord, for providing these things for for our good now. And that's what Paul says, kind of going on in verse 6. If you point these things out to the brothers to the fellow believers, um, both male and female in, in the context here that you will be a good servant of Christ Jesus, nourished by the words of the faith and the good doctrine which you have followed faithfully. And again, we see this sharp division between a doctrine, a teaching, the clear and objective external word of God as something that is different from the totally internal whim of the Gnostic believer, somebody who has been intertwined in that and is simply driven along by their own desires and wants and emotions. Paul says, if you point these things out, You'll be a good servant of Christ Jesus, nourished by the words of the faith and the good doctrine. Pay no attention to worldly and absurd myths, but train yourself for godliness. And that's, that's another point that he brings out here that just as somebody might take up, um, bicycling as, as, a hobby and do a lot of that as pastor Zarling does, um, or they might take up other hobbies, you know, like walking the dog and, um, or, or other strenuous physical activity where they are really focused at it, like, like weightlifting or some other sport, just as somebody takes up that as a physical activity in the body. So also that same sort of dedication ought to be applied to the spiritual pursuit and the, the, Life and physical application of spiritual truth in our lives. That we are to you know, be aware of these temptations to create a false division between inward emotion and and outward action that we are to pursue godliness that we are to listen attentively to the reading of the word of god and yes write down your questions for pastor and submit them to him so that he will see you know what is it that people really need to hear and learn about and how how can we talk more about the application of god's word to our everyday lives not just concepts floating out in the air but concepts that are anchored to and and applied to our lives as we live out our lives in this world because spiritual and physical are intertwined they are intertwined in the personal work of jesus christ they are intertwined in every christian's life where every christian can say i am a member of the family of god jesus christ made himself my brother took on my flesh carried my sin and made me his own and so how can I pay attention to this teaching and see what new applications apply to my life today? Thanks so much for joining us here at the Raised with Jesus podcast. God bless your day.